Good morning, everybody. Good morning. What a beautiful day we have today. And it is a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord and spending time with you guys, being together again. Wonderful. Great to see you all. And also, it's great to, to have our viewers and listeners, our faithful followers, and we say hello to you. Today is Sunday, August 26, 2019. We are going to pray to the good Lord, and I invite you to stand up, please. We, we will start our service this morning. And we say our prayer to give thanks to our good Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being alive. And we thank you, Lord, that we can be together here, giving you glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, Lord, receive the songs that we bring to you, Lord, with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you ready to worship the Lord? You remember the song? Let's sing all together. The wonders of our Lord. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name, when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name On the road marked with suffering Cause pain in the offering Blessed be your name Every blessing you pour out I'll turn back to praise When the darkness closes in, Lord Still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Yay! Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. 
You give and take away You give and take away My heart will choose to say Lord, blessed be your name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your name Yeah Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your glorious name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your glorious name Blessed is His name. Amen. He is worthy to be praised. You know why? Because He is an everlasting God. The true God. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. The strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliver. You are the everlasting God, the everlasting God. You do not think you won't grow weary. You are defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, and we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. The strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliver. You are the everlasting God, the everlasting God. You do not faint, you won't grow weary. You are the defender of the weak. You comfort those in me. You lift us up on wings like eagles. No one like you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliver. 
everlasting God, the everlasting God. You do not faint, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. You are the everlasting God, the everlasting God.
and on that day when my strength is failing the end draws near and my time has come still my soul will sing your praise unending ten thousand years and forevermore oh lord bless the lord oh my soul oh my soul Worship His holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I worship Your holy name Bless the Lord of oh my soul Oh my soul Worship His holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I worship Your holy name Yes, I will worship Your holy name Oh Lord Jesus, I worship Your holy name Our Savior, our hope of glory. Only in you, Lord, we can be safe. And we give you the glory, Lord, because you deserve it. And we sing to you, Lord. Glory to God forever. Glory to Him. Glory to His glory. Glory to His glorious name before, before the world was made Before you spoke it to be You were the King of Kings Yet you were, yet you were And now you're reigning still And thrown above all things Angels and saints cry out We jump and Swiss sing Glory to God Glory to God Glory to God forever, yeah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever, yeah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies. Creator God, you gave me breath so I could praise your great and niceness name all my days, all my days. So let my whole life be a blessing offering, a life that shouts and sings the greatness of our King. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God forever, yeah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever. Take my life and let it be 
All for you and for your glory Take my life and let it be yours Take my life and let it be All for you and for your glory Take my life and let it be yours Glory to God Glory to God Glory to God Forever Glory to God Glory to God Glory to God Forever Glory to you Lord And thank you Father for Letting us be here in your house Thank you Lord that we can worship you And we can give you glory and honor In the name of Jesus Lord we worship you and we give you thanks. Father, we pray, asking you that this morning you will speak to our hearts through your word and you will give us that joy that surpasses all understanding, like your peace. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. May your Holy Spirit, Lord, guide us and give us the strength that we need today. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we are going to enjoy a very interesting message that is titled Indiana Church. Of course, a lot of people were telling me in the last 24 hours, that is so silly. Come on, you're a goofy man. <laughs> Can you be serious? Supposedly, this is church. Why are you doing those kind of things? And I said to everybody that uh, mentioned that to me, I said, you know what? It's, it's just a good way to draw the attention of people. And uh, I know that some of you that are watching and listening are interested in finding out about this Indiana church. So it's not a church in Indiana, by the way, although we have good friends out there in the north part of the country, Indiana church is just a made up name based on the movies, as you know, right? We are going to study the word and find out how we can acquire the treasure. But in order to do that, we are going to read this passage in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John chapter 10, verse 10, section B. The Lord Jesus said, I have come to give you an abundant life. Beautiful words, beautiful promise, an abundant life. When you are thinking about an abundant life, what are the thoughts that come to mind? Well, immediately when people think abundance, abundancy, they think of what? Money, <laughs> right? Oh, abundant, yeah, where is the money? Where is the money? And, and that is exactly the interesting part about this message that actually is not, the treasure is not necessarily money. The Lord will give you everything you need. I guarantee you that. The word guarantees us that. The Lord will always provide for our needs. But what is exactly the treasure? So. For you guys that are here in the church today, you have your bulletins. There are some blanks there to fill out. If you don't have the bulletin, please grab one right away. Because 
I'm going to share with you a view about the treasure in life. Are you ready for this? All right. Well, the treasure in life, the way that I see it, is basically three things. The number one thing is the Lord. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord Jesus, is the treasure number one that we can acquire in life. Because with the Lord, we are blessed. And things are going to go fantastically if we have the Lord. But without the Lord, the rest of the things really are not going to be important. It's going to be temporary. And eventually, we suffer for lacking what is the most important treasure in life, the Lord God Almighty. The second treasure is family and friends. You know, a lot of people invest their lives working, making money, being very, very, very busy with their careers, with their businesses. And as a result of that, they lose their family. And some of them, they lose their friends. And they don't see the importance of that. It's throughout years, after years are passed by, when people realize and think, well, you know what? My family really was the most important thing, and I lost it. Or some people say, you know, he was a good friend. She was a good friend. They were good friends. But now they are gone, and we miss them, right? The same thing happens with treasure number three, which is our health. Our health is such a wonderful treasure. And sometimes we just take it for granted. And sometimes we just don't even think about the importance of having good health, right? It's until we lose it. Like when we don't have that connection with the Lord, number one, or a good relationship with family and friends, number two. Number three, lacking good health also hurts us. And it is so interesting when you think of conversations that particularly old people have. You know, they, they of course, they, they want to make sure that bills are being paid and everything is being taken care of, right? <laughs> Everybody wants that. But, you know, it's not the priority. It's not the main topic. Because at that point, people are thinking, well, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then what? I want to be at peace with God. I want to be right with the Lord, right? That is what they say, they think, and they feel. The most important thing, the Lord. And of course, then family. Because what do you think people do when they have tons of money and even a relationship with the good Lord, but there is no family around there are no friends. That is horrible. You don't have anybody to share life with. Ooh, that hurts. So friend, if you are watching or listening, I want to encourage you to continue with this message because there are great things that you will hear from the good Lord today. Okay. If we know what's the treasure, like in this picture, you might know that this is Petra, right? A place in the Middle East that represented something in a movie, right? And this 
was the entrance to the place where there was a treasure. So in Indiana Jones faced so many obstacles on, on his way to get the treasure. Now you know what's the treasure, right? The Lord, your family and friends, and your health. Mental and physical health, right? You know this is your treasure. So what, what, what is the obstacle to acquire that treasure? Do you know what is that? The obstacle is sin. Sin is the obstacle. Because if there is sin, I cannot have a good relationship with the good Lord. He is holy. And if I'm not, if I'm not clean, I cannot touch hands with dirty hands. With my hands, I cannot touch the Lord. Right? I cannot touch the Lord with dirty hands. He will not allow that. Sin is like that. So the main obstacle in my relationship with the good Lord is sin. But also, you know what? The main obstacle in my relationship with family and friends also is sin. It's something that I'm doing wrong. Do you see that? We can say, well, he said that. They did this. That's why. But deeply, we know, no. That's not right. Because two wrongs don't make <laughs> one right. So sin is a big issue between me and my family and friends. And uh, when you think about your health, you will find out quickly that because of sin, because of poor behavior and poor health management, we sometimes get into trouble with health, right? Sin is a problem. But I, I want to share with you something that uh, I thought that maybe you will be interested in listening to. The word sin starts with the letter S. And I thought that precisely by being selfish is that we get into trouble with the good Lord. Because what, what we do is not thinking of him and his word and his commands, but we think of what I want. And when we do what we want, that is against God's will, we become selfish in that it is a sin, right? The second letter is I. I am in the center of the problem <laughs> because I am thinking about myself. All that I care is about me, sin. Sin is like that. And we have a challenge here. Because we have to do something very radical with me, myself, my flesh, and selfishness. And you know what is that? Extermination. We need to exterminate all that flesh in ourselves. Because it is a problem. Being so selfish and so self-centered, just thinking about me, me, me. That is the problem in my relationship with the Lord. In my relationship with others. And even in not having good health. Because I don't think what is right. I just, want, I just think, well, I want this and I will get it, right? That's the problem. 
I would love for you to consider this definition of sin. Sin is anything that I think, say, or do that blocks my relationship with the Holy Spirit. Anything that I think, say, or do that blocks my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And for everyone is different, right? For some people, sin is doing certain things. Things that other people don't do. But for this particular group of people, saying th certain things is a sin. Which for another group of people is not a problem because they don't do those things. They don't say those, those other things, but they just think of these things. But any of those three aspects, whether it is thinking, speaking, or doing it, acting, making decisions, taking actions, that blocks my relationship with the Holy Spirit, that is a sin. And everyone struggles with sin in a different way and fashion, right? In a different intensity, <laughs> in a different dimension, in a different capacity. Because all of those are different. But in the eyes of the Lord, it is irrelevant. It is irrelevant. Simply, He knows that we struggle with sin. And the thing is, sin is the obstacle that I have to pass through, jump it, or remove in order to acquire the treasure. So, are you interested in doing that? Because some people say, you know what, it's true. It's true. But I am cool with that. So basically they are saying, I don't care for the treasure. I don't care if I have a good relationship with the Lord or not. I don't care. Some people think. Other people think, you know, I don't care if my family talks to me. If my friends leave me. I don't care. They think. And other people go to the extreme of saying, you know, I don't care if this killed me. I'm going to die one way or other. So what's the problem? You see? It's the reality of some people, and I hope that you, my friend, listening, you don't have that problem, that you don't think that way, that in fact, knowing that you have a lack of good relationship with the good Lord, your family, or your health is not, it's not good, it's something that you want to overcome. The truth of the matter is that sin hits us sometimes. Sin hits you. Boing. You go down, right? Sin hits you. And then you, you are down. Right? And you are just like, what happened here? Well, you know what happened. Sin hits you. Have you lived that experience? Have you lived that experience? Do you, do you remember those moments when you know that you did something wrong, that it was, it was wrong, it was just wrong, and you are wondering, but why, why did I say that? Why did I do that? I didn't mean to. And sometimes it's just like that, right? It takes you like one second to realize that was not a good thing to say, <laughs> right? 
But sometimes it takes us a day and sometimes it takes us a life to realize this is not right. But the important is to see that when we sin, it's like we fall, like in the video, right? And how do we feel when we sin? Well, obviously we feel awful, right? After we messed up things and we are just in trouble and our relationship with the good Lord is a disaster. And uh, on the other hand, we have a problem with our health. And all that makes us feel really awful, dirty, ashamed, worthless. And we feel like, I don't have any other, other option now. I don't know even what to do with myself. And some people go to the extreme of getting into depression and stuff like that because they have trouble to overcome it, right? I want you to know that the Lord Jesus paid the price for you. When you and I sin, there is always hope for us because the Lord Jesus paid the price. He paid the price for each one of us. Do you know that through his blood, we obtain his forgiveness? The blood of the Lord Jesus brings forgiveness into our lives. Do you know that through his wounds, we obtain healing? The reason why he allowed the Romans to beat him up and destroy his body is because of what the prophet Isaiah said. That by his wounds we will be healed. Through his wounds we can experience healing. The pain he suffered, you know, in his body... Every hit, every time they slap him, smack him, hit him, every single hit, every ounce of pain that he suffered, he did it because he wanted you to be free. The Lord Jesus sets you free through his pain. He paid the price. And as I am speaking these words, I would love for you to take them from yourself and say, by his blood, I am forgiven. Through his wounds, I am healed. Through his pain, I'm being set free. Through his sorrow, I obtain sanity. You realize that the Lord Jesus knew about Calvary. He knew about the, the, the whole thing that he will go through. He knew it. And it was a sorrow in his soul all the time. He was thinking, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But he went through all that because mentally speaking, he wanted you to experience healing. Through his sorrow, you receive sanity. Emotionally, you can be healed by thinking of that. That through his sorrow... You experience that healing also in your emotions. Psychologically speaking, you can become one more time healed in Jesus' name. 
Do you know that through his death, he paid the price for you to have life? He was willing to die because he thought, if I die, they will have life. So receive life in the name of Jesus. If you feel like death right now, receive life in the name of Jesus. Because through his death, you have that life. You have that right. Through his resurrection, you obtain hope. Because certainly he paid the price. He suffered pain, sorrow. He gave his blood and he died. But he did not stay dead. He has risen. And through his resurrection, you have hope. And sometimes we see situations like that, right? This situation has no solution. I don't have any idea how I can fix this problem. But you think, wait a minute, wait a minute. Through his resurrection, I receive hope. Hope in the name of Jesus. And of course, through his ascension, you receive faith. Because he resurrected, he had risen, but he didn't stay here on earth. He went up to heaven. And that ascension, the fact that he went back to heaven, gives you the faith to believe that you will do the same. You will go to heaven one day. You have the faith, receive that faith right now in the name of Jesus. You will go to heaven like he did but through his second coming you also receive holiness which is the realization that you must live for the Lord your life should be dedicated to the Lord set apart to the Lord that is the meaning of being holy. You are holy. I am holy. We are holy because we live for Him. We are set apart for Him, to Him. Isn't it beautiful? Through His second coming, we realized, wait a minute. He can come back any second. And I don't want Him to come when I am doing wrong things, right? I need to live a holy life. And <laughs> through his eternal kingdom, you receive the understanding of the meaning of life. Because his eternal kingdom already is here, exists, and it is real. It is real. The kingdom of the Lord is real is here, is near you, is in our hearts. It is right now here among us, within us, the kingdom of God. And that gives us understanding of life. And then we realize and understand better and better that it's all about the Lord, that He wants us to enjoy our days in a holy way. You see? In a holy way, in a way that is pure and noble and good. And honest and decent. Doing good things. Let's read together in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. 
Jesus Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And by this, God showed how much he loves us. When he died, when he did all that, he knew that we, were, we would be sinning. But he didn't care. He said, I'm going to do it because I love you. And that's why you cannot say, God doesn't care. I'm irrelevant. I'm insignificant. You cannot say those things. Because that is not true. When you were a sinner, he died for you. Do you realize that? He died for you when you were a sinner. You say, oh, thank you, Lord. He loves you. He loves me. He loves us. The Lord Jesus makes us right. We are forgiven. He cleanses us and makes us holy. Today. Today. In this very moment. We can experience that salvation. And that feeling of being clean and forgiven. Our sins are washed away. Thank you Jesus. Would you say with me? Thank you Jesus. You see, thank you for his blood. Thank you for his wounds. Thank you for his pain. Thank you for his sorrow. Thank you for his resurrection. Thank you for his death, resurrection, ascension. Thank you for his second coming. Thank you for his kingdom. Because we now belong to him. And we have a better understanding of life. Then is when we can say, oh, I, I can get my treasure. I can overcome the obstacle. Because sin is not going to control me anymore. Right? Sin has no power over us. And now, the sin changes. Now, instead of sin hitting me, now we hit sin. There you go. Bang, toma. Take it, take it. Toma, toma. Take it. Boom, boom. There you go. Take this. Yeah! <laughs> Sin has no power over us. No more power. No more power. The problem is, we sin again. Because we get so excited listening to the preaching of the gospel, right? Yes. The, the blood of our Lord Jesus. His sacrifice. Yes, I'm forgiven. Yes. We get excited about it. But eventually down the road, we sin again. Correct? And then what is what we say? I did it again. Here I am doing the same thing. Over and over again. Why is that? So we need to be aware of our weaknesses. We have to be aware of that, friends. Because if you don't try to see where the problem is, you're not going to find the solution. The sin, as a law of sin, is canceling your life. The curse of sin in your life is canceled. It's rebuked. Has no power of, over you. Oh, thank you. Praise Jesus. So explain to me then. Why is it that I keep doing what is wrong? 
Explain that to me. All right. Well, I want to take you to the chapter number 8 of the book of Romans, the letter of Romans, chapter 8, verse 13. And let's read it together. If you use your lives to do what your sinful selves want, you will die spiritually. But if you use the Spirit's help to stop doing the wrong things you do with your body, you will have true life. I have said many number of times to many number of people in different cities, states, towns, and even in different languages. When a believer stops coming to church, when a believer stops getting together with other believers, all the world stuff is going to start like a, in a spiral and eventually takes you down. That's why I encourage every believer, keep going to church. Because if you keep listening to the word of the Lord and you keep getting together with the saints, and sometimes it's possible that you don't feel like going, but when you do that, keeps your eyes on the Lord, keeps you focused on what really matters in life, which is the kingdom of the Lord. And at least you can come back to senses. But for those individuals, and my friend of you who are not part of any church and you listen, please listen today. You need to be part of a church. It doesn't matter where you go. What church is that, state, city, wherever you are. But the important is that you get together with other saints and worship the Lord with them and get together with them because then is when you will start receiving the help from the Holy Spirit. But there are a couple of things that I want to share with you if you want to really conquer sin in your life. If there is anything that will help you keep your mind sane and your actions right, it is a confessional prayer. Many people don't like this idea of the confessional prayer. I can understand that. And of course, I can accept that many people don't like it. But I will share with you the benefits of the confessional prayer. The confessional prayer is a prayer, number one, that is an out loud prayer. You are going to talk to the Lord out loud, like you are speaking to another individual. You take the perfect place and time to do that. The confessional prayer is not the kind of prayer that you do when you are in your car on your way to, on your way to go somewhere else. That is a conversational prayer, which is okay. A confessional prayer is a prayer that you do by yourself in a room where there is nobody else around. It's just you and the Lord, and you are going to speak that prayer. And in that prayer, you are going to be specific about the sin that you want 
to confess. You have to be specific. The confessional prayer, it is in private. It's just me and the Lord. Nobody else around. And I'm going to speak to him out loud. And I'm going to confess to him a particular specific sin in my life. And I will take that prayer as serious as you can do it. Because you want to confess to the Lord that is something that is really wrong within you. And you don't know how to deal with it. Because time after time, we have communion. We hear the gospel. We are in church. We say, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness, right? We do all that all the time, right? Every time there is a message to inspire us and encourage us to become holy, we say, yes, I want that. Every time you want to be blessed by a prayer, you say, yes, bless me, pastor. Bless me. Tell me that I'm forgiven. Yes. Every time you want it. But for some reason, you failed and failed and failed and failed. So here is the solution. Here is a proposal to you. It's very practical, but it's serious. Imagine you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you you have to take this particular medicine in certain hours, in certain way. Will you do it your way? No. If you do it your way, it's not going to work. But if you do it the, the right way, works. The confessional prayer works. But it has to be done this way. You alone. You are tired of that sin, right? What is sin? Let's go back to the definition. It's anything I think, say, or do that blocks my relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is sin. And we feel awful about it, right? And we just get tired of the same thing over and over again. And the problem is when we go back to that sin, and then we feel worthless. And we feel like we are liars because it's like, here I am again, asking the Lord, please forgive me. And 10 minutes later, I am back into the same thing, right? So how can you get out of that cycle? One solution that I'm proposing to you all is this, the confessional prayer. You go to the room, just you and the Lord. You have a chair if you want to be sitting. My suggestion my personal experience, I am on my knees. On my knees before the Lord. And I speak out loud to Him. Because when you are tired of hiding from the Lord, it's because of sin. When you are tired of not wanting to pray, it's because of sin. Something that is blocking you. Sin is between you and the Lord. Sin is there. It's something you think, say, or do that blocks you. You are tired of that? Be specific. So you will come to that room. You are there and you say, Lord, I want to tell you how sorry I am for what I have done. And I want to confess my sin to you. 
And this is my confession, Lord. My sin is this, 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 this. And you must be specific out loud, just you and the Lord. Friends, when you are specific in your prayer and when you confess the specific sin you are doing, thinking or saying, you are going to become more aware that that is a sin. Because the problem is sometimes we don't want to see it as a sin. We just think, well, it's just something that I do that is not right. You see how things change there? If you think, well, you know, that, that's, I know it's not right. It's something that is just not right. Doesn't hurt. It's not a problem for you. It's like a, an uncomfortable shoe. But when you see it as a sin, and you come to that private place and you confess and you say, Lord, this is my sin. This is what I'm doing wrong. And you say it out loud. I promise you, you will be amazed with what the Lord will do to you. First of all, I want you to know, He will never reject you. You can sin every single day, the rest of your life. And the Lord is not going to reject you ever. He will never say, I'm tired of you. Here you go. What do you want again? My forgiveness. Okay, here, you're forgiven. Let's just go now. No, that's not the Lord. Every time you come, He says, I forgive you. I love you. What do you want now? What do you need? He always will pay attention to you. But if you are serious and you say, Lord, this particular thing I'm doing is a sin. I am sorry. You know what is going to happen? The Lord will give you strategies to keep away from that trap. He will show you slowly what kind of things you can do to prevent going into that scenario. Because whatever is what, this, what you are doing that is a sin... Whatever the kind of sin it is, there is a context. There is a place, a, an environment, if you like. And the Lord will show you, will say, do you realize that every time you go to this and this place? Do you realize that every time you do this and that happens? He will show it to you. He will give you strategies. But it's going to happen until you are specific and you confess your sin. Otherwise, you will just continue going like forever. You will say, I know that's not right. <laughs> you know, it's so simple to say, yeah, I know that's not right. <laughs> it's like a husband cheating on the wife, right? I, I just know that's not right. But keeps keeps him going, right? <laughs> the employee that is stealing in the company says, yeah, I, I know it's not right. But keeps stealing. <laughs> right? You have to see that. The power of you 
confessing your sins before the Lord out loud. Lord, this is my problem. You know what is going to happen? The Lord will show you the path. Romans chapter 8, 26, 27, the Spirit helps us with our weaknesses. We don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself speaks to God for us. He begs God for us, speaking to Him with feelings too deep for words. God already knows our deepest thoughts, and He understands what the Spirit is saying, because the Spirit speaks for His people in the way that agrees with God, with what God wants. You know, the Apostle Paul said in some of his writings that he used to pray in the Spirit. He said also that so often he was speaking in tongues, speaking in the Spirit. But he said, but when I am with you guys, I prefer to speak in this intelligible language that you understand my words. That instead of speaking in those spiritual languages. But some people experience that power of God in their lives, in their solitude. When they are baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit. And some people sometimes just don't know what to say. Because they are so in so much concern. And perhaps you remember those days and the huge need that you have, that you were crying, and you just even didn't know what to say. Or you forgot that. That's the problem sometimes. We just forget about that. It's like, yeah, I remember. It was tough. But praise God, I'm done. But when we were in those moments of desperation, and we were there in our needs, and crying out, Lord, please help me do something. And then immediately... Crying. And you know, you are mumbling words and you just don't know what you are saying sometimes. Some people say, I'm speaking in tongues. I'm praying in tongues. I don't know what even I'm saying. Well, it says here, the scripture, that he begs God for us speaking to him with feelings too deep for words. But the Lord knows what we are talking about. You see, it, it is all about that private relationship between you and the Lord and no one else no one else can be there nobody will understand you better than him he knows but that is why friends the power of the cross and the word of God right the power of the cross and the word of God because we come back to the concept of I need to get my treasure. You can acquire the treasure. So let me share with you this one minute video of how we can get the treasure. The power of the cross and the word of God.
power of the cross and the word of God. That is what will keep us conquering and acquiring the treasure. Because there is only one way that we can acquire that treasure. It is with the word of the Lord and the cross. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that we just go back to him constantly. Constantly. When we come back to our prayers, right? Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me one more time. Some people think, you know, I feel like a hypocrite. Just saying to the Lord the same thing over and over again. Do you think that he will get tired of me? No, he will never get tired of you. But remember the key is in the word. The word of the Lord. Because the scripture tells us that we have access to that treasure. You know what he said? I have come to give you an abundant life. And that is his promise. To be blessed in his presence. But if you, my friend, you have never have given your heart to the Lord. Today is the day. And I want to invite you to say this prayer that is in the screen right now. If this is the first time that you want to say this to the good Lord out loud, say it with us. Lord God, I acknowledge my sins before you. Please forgive me and restore me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that's why we all together can say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Amen. So friends, go with the peace of the good Lord and enjoy it. Have a beautiful Sunday. Thank you for coming up to church and for our viewers and listeners. Have a beautiful Sunday. The peace of the good Lord. Amen.